Rachel, I have a surprise for you. And I'm all scared. I, all I can say is that uh, I'm afraid. Mr. Caleb Jacoby has done it again. <gasps> Star Wars. Transformers. Godzilla. Is that Allison? Is that him? Who is it? It's me. Oh. Rebels, robots, and etc. Oh my god. Well, it's Wednesday night. Caleb's done it again. (laughs) We're back. Three months after asking him. Oh, I messed it up. Okay, I I haven't fully gotten down our new intro. I I gotta refer to it here. It's Wednesday night, and Cameron and Rachel are hanging out again, which must mean it's Starformer Zilla Mation night. No. Welcome to Rebels and Robots and RAR no. episode 46. We can't do RAR anymore. Oh, no. Are we're we doing RAR anymore? Well, this, oh, we still are. This week, we're still talking about Monarch. Oh, I forgot we still have to talk about it. And we're talking about Godzilla movies for the next four weeks. Ooh. We'll talk about that in a second. I'm Cameron. I'm Rachel. And this is our weekly to bi-weekly chat, depending on the <laughs> Whatever, time. What we're Mostly feeling. bi-weekly chat right now about Star Wars and... Transformers and Godzilla and whatever else we want to talk about. Uh, you just heard our new theme song, uh, courtesy of K- Jacob <laughs> Caleb Jacoby. Jacob <laughs> Jacob uh, Jacoby. Jacob <laughs> uh, he, Jacob he he killed it again. He he absolutely destroyed it. Um, I will take credit though. I added the uh, well credit or whatever you want. If if you hate it, you, so whatever. You plagiarized his music. No, I I took you the song he gave me and I added. It. The uh, the vocals. Plagiarism. Which is my voice whispering with a uh, helium effect on it to make it sound like a kid. Where did you get a hold of helium? <laughs> it's in a post-production effect. Oh, okay. And um, so, yeah, I think it's it really captures our our new uh, our love direction. The Midnight. <laughs> the Midnight. The band. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a reference for, Liz, for our other <laughs> friend named Caleb. Um... And so today we will be talking about the season one finale of Monarch Legacy of uh, Monsters. Um, oh, the monster here for 30 seconds. Now it's gone. Uh, that's the name of the show. And uh, actually a really excellent <laughs> conclusion. I know. It was actually good. I, I can't believe the show got me excited. I was actually mad afterward. Um, and uh, before that, uh, we have quite a robust news section for this week. There's a lot going on. Um, so, uh, Rachel, go ahead and kick us off. Um, well, first of all, if you don't follow our socials, we did a mega year-end uh, or like a, a year-end recap of some of our yeah. best moments. Mm-hmm alternative we could have just you just post a mega episode of every single episode (laughs) oh i don't even know how long that would be that would be i don't even like hours that's got to be a minimum of 60 hours at least one me minute (laughs) um anyways on to the the biggest news that just dropped two days ago um Lucasfilm and Disney just dropped season three trailer for Bad Batch and the release date, which will be February 21st. And we will have three episodes to watch that night. This coming mere days after we established our calendar. I know. For the next, we finally sat down and figured out exactly when we were going to talk about 
the uh, legendary someone verse movies. Did, someone at Disney listened to our podcast. So, within the next two months, we have to talk about the first like half of Bad Batch season three, and that's... we're going to talk about the four MonsterVerse movies that lead up to Godzilla vs Kong, Godzilla X Kong. We're talking about Godzilla Shit. X Kong. And if we keep our promise, we also have to talk about Kung Fu Panda 4. <laughs> All in the span of a month and a half. And continuing Bad Batch. Yeah. Um, so, like, we had our calendar very cleanly laid out. We did. And then Lucasfilm was like, oh, also, guess what? A month from now, we're going to start Bad here's Batch Season six, 3. Here's 15 new episodes. It took them a year and a half to finally release Bad Batch Season 2. I know. I, and even then... We got the trailer way before, didn't we? Um, I, we well, here's the thing. Yes, we got a trailer way, way before because it was spo- supposed to release with Andor. Oh, and then they um, they like <laughs> they the day before it. they pushed it back, so it was gonna be a little over a year after the first season, and then they pushed it back like another five or six months. Throwback to when we pulled up Disney to watch. Andor, uh-huh. and they had like made the tab for Bad Batch season two, but when you clicked on it, it just said zero episodes. <laughs> and uh, Andor, the best show. Like I'm excited to have that for podcasting purposes, but it just I'm not happy that's happening at the same time we're doing uh, the Monster Verse yeah, stuff. But man, we have to talk. The listeners are going to be feasting. Well, if you like this podcast or you just like enjoy listening to it, you. I think we might hit three hours on one of those episodes. It might, but you know what? It might. They're going to be minimum two hours episodes, I think. Um, So, uh, minutes. Well, we might as well talk about that now while we're we're talking about it. So, as of right now, our calendar is as far as the MonsterVerse stuff. We will be. Oh, I have it on my phone, not my laptop. Um, The dates for that are, in case you want to watch along at home, we will be talking about uh godzilla 2014 on february 7th uh uh kong skull island on february 21st these are the well this is going to be the day that we podcast typically i edit the podcast really late so technically it'll come out the very end of that day most likely most people would be listening to it on the next well, day the 21st will also have the first three episodes of bad batch yeah so that will be our first bad batch season three episode so we'll get one clean episode of just <laughs> godzilla stuff um and then we on march 6th we will podcast about godzilla king of monsters the best one and then that will also be two episodes of bad bat season three um and then oh okay um and then the following week if if we go according to our schedule so okay so on march 6th we are podcasting about king of monsters that two days after that on march 8th as of right now is when kung fu panda 4 comes out so how i have it scheduled on here and this is prone to changing we would podcast that following Wednesday about Kung Fu Panda and one episode of Bad Batch. And then the following Wednesday, we would watch Godzilla uh, versus Kong. And then on March 27th, we would podcast about Godzilla versus Kong and two episodes of Bad Batch. And then that following Friday or that following weekend, we would watch the new Godzilla X Kong, the new kingdom or whatever 
new, new reign empire. new empire um and then and on us. april 3rd we would podcast about that and thus the hollow earth will be reorganized <laughs> oh my gosh until the first new empire so that's uh i'm sure everyone has that in their head already but that's uh that's the schedule as of right now and in there i'm not gonna officially announce it i'll just tease it we will probably have a guest uh, we are oh, we yeah. are scheduling. We are working on scheduling I forgot a we guest. About this. Um, and so I'm not going to officially announce it just in case it falls through. Um, but hopefully within that that series of uh, man, MonsterVerse, Monst- Mar- Monarch, Modern March Madness is going to be a, a half we of February. Just do Monarch Madness. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a good time. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Rachel, what other news you got? Um, well, I mean, oh. okay, actually, no, real fast, let's talk about the Bad Batch season say, two I was trailer. I like, oh, I just gotta skip over I, I, yeah, we, I was going to. We just now watched it just a few moments Stood ago. Stood in front of the TV like two dads uh, that didn't want to watch a movie. <laughs> <That's what laughs> yes, yes. There wasn't much beyond one thing that I'm sure both of us saw in the news cycle this last week. Uh, the reveal of a character being Ventress. in it. Outside of that, yes. Yeah, so the big... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Spoilers! <laughs> the big uh, news in this is that Asajj Ventress is in it. And if you don't know, Asajj Ventress was uh, Count Dooku's apprentice during the Clone Wars. And she was previously a Jedi before that. Was she really? I did not know that. She was. Spoilers was she, like, for... at the Jedi Temple? Yes. Like an official she Jedi? She had a master and he died in... In an early battle, it might have been against the Separatists. Interesting. Um, and I don't... Uh, I've seen her episodes. I don't remember why she turned. It's been a hot second since I've seen the Clone Wars, and I only have enough uh, mental RAM to remember one show down to the T, and that's Rebels <laughs> and Andor. Uh, let's so, see here. So... Uh, she... Uh, I'm trying to find here. I saw it, and then the well, he's trying to find. So that. she was later discovered. Okay, so her her. I went. I started talking a little too soon. So she was already. She was not. She was born as a night sister, mm-hmm. which is yes. the the Dathomirian witches. Exactly. Um, early in her life, her coven was forced to surrender Ventress to the criminal Halstead, who spirited Ventress away from her sisters to the war torn world of Red Attack. <laughs> Uh, where she was enslaved in her service she was orphaned by her master when her master was killed by pirates and later discovered by jedi knight kai narek who who was stranded on the planet and waging a battle against the pirates um the the master raised ventress and taught her the ways of the force and the ways of jedi order although they and together they protected the populace so she was not raised in the jedi temple no. She was a night sister who was sa- r- saved and raised by a Jedi, um, but it does, she, did, she she kind of got Jedi training, but she was also a night sister. But then um, after a decade of doing that, Narek was killed by the pirates, and uh, this led her down the dark side, and she was eventually found by Dooku. Um, and a gladiator ring, which we definitely see in the 2D animated Clone Wars cartoon. Mm-hmm. One of the interesting things about her coming back is that, so we've not had 
an on-screen appearance for her since Clone Wars ended. Um, she did not come back in season seven, but a book was written um, called Dark Disciple. It's a canon novel, and Ventress is the main is one of the main characters alongside Quinlan Voss, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was written um, to cover um, an eight an eight episode arc um, for the show. Yeah, and then they made it into the book. Which is going to be very interesting because, um, do you care about spoilers for Dark Disciple? I do not. But I, I think I know what you're going to spoil, though. <laughs> um, I'm about, I haven't read it, but I'm about 80% sure it's a romance. Yeah, yeah, I've and heard this. Ventress dies. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but then um, there's been, I can't remember, I don't know if it was Filoni or Favreau, but um, they made a comment that, uh, you know, they wanted to make sure it was respectful to that previous canon. But um, <laughs> recent Star Wars has been really good about decanonizing actually, like, previous Disney canon in the books. So um, another interesting time it happened was after Tales of the Jedi came out, uh, decanonized some things in the Ahsoka novel. Okay, so here's what the official Wikipedia article uh, says about Ventress's death. Um, it says uh, she sacrificed herself when Dooku attempted to kill Voss with force lightning by absorbing the blast to protect her lover. Her apparent death finally motivated Voss to renounce the dark side, and she was honored for her sacrifice by the Jedi Council. Ventress's body was later later ra- laid to rest in the waters of her clan's village of Dathomir. Oh, so she actually, she probably didn't die. They just probably brought her back. Well, here's one of, there's one of two things. Uh, First off, to to address what you just said, uh, Filoni has said they are not decanonizing that book. That book is still canon. So those those events still occurred. So there's one of two things is going to happen. Either the most obvious of which she didn't actually die. dead. I mean. She wasn't totally dead. She was (laughs) almost dead. We've already seen plenty of uh, Dathomirian black magic bringing people back to life. But all and I mean, uh, Maul being the most famous, but also she's being brought back in a show that's all about the clones. <laughs> it might not be the original Ventress, she might be a clone. Um, oh my gosh, it's I think it's very possible. Uh, Karen, are we gonna get our Luke in this? <laughs> very possible. I mean, she's already visually different. Um, she has hair, <laughs> um, one of the most absurd haircuts in Star Wars. It looks horrible it's like she's still entirely shaved on one side and then short and waved it looks like a really bad comb over is what it looks like uh and she has a yellow lightsaber which she previously had two red lightsabers um is this our first real like yes ray has a yellow lightsaber for one second at the end of episode nine i don't really count that the temple guards were shown to have yellow lightsabers. oh yeah there you go yep um, so that's the big reveal of the Bad Bat Season 3 trailer. It's very brief. Um, but we had some clone, well, had some clone appearances, like it isn't the Bad Batch. We see, well, if it's not clone, if it's not Wolf, it's someone in Wolf's armor. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure we saw Cody, too. I mean, a lot of them are identical <laughs> and sound the same. So I don't know if it exactly was Cody, but that would make sense. We've been waiting to see where Cody showed up, and I guess he's been in jail the whole time. So if that's true, we were right. He didn't actually escape. He just got kidnapped to jail. Um, We noticed a couple funny things. 
some of the scenes had been flipped of yeah. Hunter. So I'm looking at a photo of him now. His tattoo is on the left side of his face. So most of the shots were correct. It was the one shot where it was on the right side that that... Yeah, it, that, it, it had flipped it and it made it looked like he was tattooed. If you closely watch a lot of trailers for things, this is actually a fairly common choice. I have no idea why trailer editors choose to do this. It's, it's almost always seemingly totally unnecessary, but it does create a continuity error that's quite funny. I was like, did you just draw it on every morning? <laughs> I would love that. That would be like... What is it? There's... Ah, I can't think of it. There's something like that where you think a character has a permanent thing on their face and it mm, turns out to be makeup. Yeah. It would be very funny if it turned out. It's kind of like that fact that Batman always wears makeup under the, oh. the, the space between the, the yep. edge of his mask and his where yep. his eyes actually are is makeup. <laughs> and very few Batman things address this. Uh, that would be good. There were some other things that... Um, we Something else we found interesting. So there's a scene of what i guess is it this new clone making i think it was the mountain or something like that um where omega and crosshair were at the end and we see a child and that child is not omega well it it, it looks identical to omega just has a different yes. haircut so whether that is or is not omega is yet to be seen mm, true <laughs> but broken spirit omega one of the cliffhangers from the previous season was that the woman working in that facility was also a female clone correct am i remembering yes. that correctly um so it could go either way that could just be omega you know you gotta sell different toys get her a different haircut different but also it could be another version of her we did unfortunately see crosshair <laughs> but you're no i wasn't he, looking when he showed oh, up i was looking down my phone and the looked, noise you made he looked very sad and that was acceptable to now me. here's the question I was going to wait until, obviously, I was expecting to wait till Bad Batch Season 3 started to ask this question, but here we are. Does this reset our days, last days into uh, uh, incident with Crosshair? Does this Probably reset it? I think so. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> this is the worst. Maybe so, we shouldn't have watched the trailer. <laughs> no, I, I didn't come prepared with the, the day counter. I got to look it up. Um, oh, so the, the last episode of Bad Batch came out Bad on, uh, uh, March 29th, 2023. Also just note on, out of 3000 reviews on IMDb, it has an average user rating of 9.1 out of 10 in that last episode. That is way too high. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> I like, look, I think Bad Batch is a decent show at times. It is not a nine out of 10 at any point ever that show never gets do you know to that who point. we didn't see in the trailer who sid yeah i thought I about feel that. like we saw this the planet but we didn't actually see sid which i'm kind of okay with okay how many days since what was it march 29th imagine if we'd made it a whole year that would have been really it funny. has been 301 days <sighs> Since our last <laughs> crosshair incident. crosshair incident, um, uh, okay. Uh, well, any other? There's not much else to note from this trailer. Well, uh, hold on, we saw some other returning characters of uh, Fennec and Cad Bane. That's true. That's true. Um, so, which was paired over someone saying they're all coming for you. So I'm guessing it's going to be. Oh look, 
the bounty hunters are after them ag- again. <laughs> yeah. Um, we briefly see Palpatine. We do, with some Imperial Red Guards, which is really cool. And Commandos, correct? Yes. And one thing I thought was really funny, I don't know if you saw this, they did a flashback of tech falling, and they put like a <laughs> sepia tone over it. <laughs> yep, that, yeah. I, ju- I guess just to remind you, okay, here's my unpopular opinion. Tech needs to stay dead. Correct. No, I, 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 just, I don't think that should be unpopular. Well, it's going to be an unpopular opinion on the internet. Um, not an unpopular opinion here. But tech should stay dead because... So it, all the, all the jokes are you know the, no no dead no body no death jokes are funny, but every time you fake someone's death out and they're actually alive, I it just cheapens it. It cheapens everything. If I had to guess, my guess would be that they're gonna pull um, a Spock. So famously, spoilers for a movie that's from the early '80s. Uh, in the second Star Trek film, Spock died, and the next one. I think they went and found his body again or his spirit, one or the other, but he did not come back like with any of his memories. Like he was technically Spock, but he was not Spock. See, I did, you know, I think I would find it acceptable if they made a clone of tech, but it wasn't tech tech. I think that's what they're probably going to do. I would think be my that would be prediction. fine, but I just, like I said, like all the death fake outs it just after a while it really just kind of gets like okay so this is meaningless yes um one thing i so there are a couple so on february 21st there are three episodes on episode on march 13th two episodes will release in that night and then on april 3rd two episodes will release in that night there is only one singular episode for the series finale interesting so it's probably gonna better be, be like good long um and what is the date for that how close is it to May 4th? It is May 1st. Okay. That is the last episode. And it's episode 15. Um, so Too many episodes, man. Too many! <laughs> so here, here's my thing. So there's 15 episodes. What if? And the last episode is actually called um, The Cavalry Has Arrived, which is um, interesting because that's actually the first line when we're introduced to the Bad Batch when they show up in Clone Wars. That's oh, really? Says. But however, e- I got two theories. Either... Um, we do get a clone uprising, which I have been waiting for. Yes, I thought it would happen in season one. And maybe, and, and if that's Wolf, maybe that's why we see, maybe we do get a clone uprising. Or two, the cavalry has arrived just means we have 14 episodes of No Bad Batch. <laughs> and they just show up in the last episode uh-huh. and then they go, oh, we gotta wait another year for season four. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, um I, like, I had a thought about that, which was, oh, I read that uh, season three is going to be premiering on the fourth anniversary of the Bad Batch's the Bad Batch's introduction. Oh, that's cool. Um, in season seven of Clone Wars, <laughs> maybe they were like, "When is when is the when is the four year anniversary?" Oh, that's coming up. We need to release the trailer. <laughs> um, this was, and since it's been a while since we podcasted, I put this on, but the release date for Godzilla versus Kong got moved up. Um, which we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, that was it for all I had for Bad Batch. Did you have anything else? I just no, that that on. is all. Um, so, uh, one thing I saw was really interesting. Uh, a few weeks ago, um, director Takashi Yamazaki, who's the director for Godzilla Minus One, got to screen his 
got to screen minus one at Lucasfilm. Oh, very cool. I is, saw a picture of him visiting there. I didn't realize that's why he was yeah, there. Yeah, they all sat and watched my... Your flashlight's on. Oh. <laughs> um, so it was, uh, it was apparently was organized by Dave Filoni, so that he got to come screen his film, they all got to watch it. So um, it's actually kind of funny because several weeks prior to this, Yamazaki had said he wanted to get a call about making a Star Wars movie. Now, I don't know if that's connected, but it's still really exciting that you got to have that well, cool in, opportunity. In relation to this, um, this may have been a gift to him. I don't know. But it is a uh, drawing that uh, I think that uh, Filoni himself did. It's a drawing of Ahsoka oh. in a like like a cartoony Godzilla. version of in a Godzilla. No, that just outfit. looks like the original puppet. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aww, so there's a fun cute. crossover between uh, two subjects from this podcast. Um, also, in if we're talking about uh, Takashi, um, he at I thought you would enjoy this at the Critics Choice Awards. He showed up wearing these shoes. Where the <gasps> heels are like Godzilla claws, but like they're like they're grabbing his foot. <laughs> Rachel is I very need excited. Those. I need those. <laughs> I work in an office and I'd wear those to work. So I thought that was very, very <sighs> cool. I love that. Um, so Variety reported um, also a couple um, about a week, about two weeks ago. Um, Diego Luna says, well, this is like on the 15th that I saw this. So around that area, Diego Luna said that he only had one week left to film for Andor season two. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting. I saw that it it officially wrapped filming. So (laughs) we're getting there. I hope it's good. Um, I have two panels, not, not two panels. I have two comic pages I would like for you to read. Okay. (laughs) It's very easy. It's from the new transformer skybound so all you have to do is so this is the first one then you just switch okay. the next one so we got this, a so skybound uh, it's the very beginning of a new iteration we got so a Optimus, yellow sky optimus prime has landed on earth oh so this is the first time he's yeah, on it's earth. like the, this is the first issue of the new comic i series. see the world what beauty it's unbelievable crunch he stepped on a deer <laughs> He's like, oh, oh no, I'm, I'm so sorry. You didn't have to read it out loud. I just want to see your reaction. That's taken straight out of uh, Iron Giant. (laughs) (laughs) The shot of the deer under his foot is too much. The sound, so good. So the funny thing is, is I saw the next couple pages. This is, this is the outline of a human. Uh huh. And the next couple pages, just the most nonchalant reaction, where the guy's like, oh, I'm. You didn't mean it. It's okay. It's just uh, that is straight out of uh, it's aggressive. <laughs> uh, Iron Giant. Um, this is, this is uh, t- me during hunting season <laughs> when I rolled up on my deer to find out it was a year, uh, perfectly legal yearling, like emphasis. And I was like, oh, he's just a baby. Okay, so uh, in other news, uh, that's what I had. I've got I've got some I'm I'm really surprised you don't have one of these but um one that's not that's not greatly news but so we are getting a black and I, I don't know if it's in oh, theaters or yes. not yes black and white version soon. of Godzilla minus one and I really like I the, just saw that uh, the explanation I don't know this isn't in quotes or anything so I'm not sure exactly what this is but this is someone's explanation from the team onto as to why you'd want to watch it in black and white. Uh, the original 1954 Godzilla is, of course, in black and white. And that that in and of itself made us interested in what a Godzilla film would look like created with modern technology in black and white. 
but simply removing the color alone wouldn't evoke the same type of emotion we are trying to instill in audiences, which is why we want we went back to the colorist and we actually masked different portions of each shot and mm. adjusted the contrast by hand as opposed to simply hitting the remove uh, color button. Wow. This process made it look like it was composed by a professional still photographer. For us, removing the color in some way increases the reality, feeling almost like a documentary and making the audience feel like a Godzilla actually exists. Wow. This version of the film is way scarier than Godzilla Minus One with color. Even the team members working on it... Oh. We'd get goosebumps because in many ways it feels like a different film. Because they called it Godzilla minus one minus color. Oh, nice. Very um, nice. So, yeah, I did see that. That's really exciting. Did you know Godzilla minus one is still showing in our local theaters? I did not. It's. I just looked. It still has. I think, they, I think they brought it back. I think it went and away. They extended it. And then and they, then, yeah. uh, this is a re-release technically. Uh, but, yeah. Um, the big news, though, I mean, not huge news, but like uh, the Oscars got announced a couple days ago oh they did uh godzilla minus one got nominated for best visual effects which is incredible considering the budget in comparison to the movies it's being uh you know other nominated films like um i know that uh guardians of galaxy volume three got nominated i forgot that movie came out last year i never watched it uh it's pretty good uh but i would definitely like volume three guardians of the galaxy volume three looks incredible but like I would definitely give it to Godzilla minus one. How excited are you for Madam Web? Not at all. <laughs> um, let's. I. I did not. Um, Oscars twenty twenty four visual effects. Let's see what else is dominated. Um, I would imagine. Actually, um, in a lot of instances, I don't know if this. Uh, uh, what is it called? Um, I'm totally blanking. Uh, Oppenheimer's not been nominated for best visual effects in a lot of ca- yeah it did not get so you have the creator which also deserves it because if you don't know the creator was the uh, new um, Gareth Edwards oh, I'm totally right. blanking the guy who made Rogue One um, his movie which is only eighty million dollars and he did a lot of the visual effects worked on them himself he like that was also a very sm- Similar to Minus One, it's a smaller film and really focused on doing the visual effects in a better way. Uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. I'm a huge Mission Impossible fan, so it's hard for me to knock that. And Napoleon, which I didn't see, but... Rebel did Moon didn't good. get anything. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, so all these are pretty deserving, but... Man, just the use... Like, I think when you look at these... I don't know much about the technical things, but I think you should consider use of the visual effects. And Godzilla minus one, just the use. Like Godzilla himself is a visual effect, and he is so incredible. I mean, I don't know. Watching that scene where he steps down on the pavement <laughs> and it breaks it and flings people ragdoll style up into the air, that's like ingrained in the back of my eyelids. There's yeah. something so unnerving about that. Um, and in other news relevant to this podcast um indiana jones the dial destiny got nominated for best original score which is our man john williams um which i i did not fact check this i saw this in an article but it was from a website i trust that's my job to not he's now has the most nominations of any individual (laughs) and also the oldest person to be nominated for an oscar like 91 um so uh pretty awesome to him for him uh probably not gonna win um, but it's cool that he got, he's, he's kind of one of those guys at this point who, if he makes a movie, he's almost certain to get nominated. Uh, especially if, if it's not necessarily a super strong year. Yeah. 
Um, um, so props to, to John Williams for still out here. Last week, actually, that's funny because I was listening back to last week's episode and we were talking about him doing the uh, the theme for the College Football National Championship. And you said, didn't he retire? Apparently not. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Um, I had one last thing. It's not news, though, but it's okay. it doesn't fit anywhere else. I thought this was a story you'd enjoy. At a social gathering last week, and we always start off our gathering. It's, it's my small group. That's what it is. We always start off our, like uh, our nights with like just like a fun question. Um, like we always do it. Um, this week's question was, what was the last movie you cried to? Oh, interesting. Um, I don't have an immediate answer off the top of my head. Did you have one? Yes. Was it Godzilla Minus One? It was. Oh, I remember you telling me this. Yeah. I remember I told you not. So I looked around the room. <laughs> I said... <laughs> It was Godzilla minus one, which got a mixed reactions of like, ha, huh, and a couple laughter, not like uh, malicious laughter, but mm-hmm. of all the things that had been said prior, like the notebook and yeah. uh, and other things, some 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 biographies, very moving biographies. I was like, Godzilla minus one, and the guy next to me goes, "Are you just a like? Are you just a really big Godzilla fan going into it?" Yeah, but you didn't yeah. cry at Godzilla dying. No, <laughs> <laughs> like it was the human drama. It was, and I, it was so. I was put on. I felt put on the spot. I was like, it's probably the most emotionally in depth movie I saw all year. I mean, it's a phenomenal World War post World War II me. drama for me. I know yours is Boy in the Heron. Um, it is. St- I mean, it's still my number two movie yeah. of the year. Like, it's. N- I'm not gonna knock it. Like, it is a incredible post-World War II mm-hmm. Japanese movie. And that's, that's so, what I said. I was like, the main character is a failed kamikaze pilot dealing with survival's guilt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> survivor's guilt and Godzilla. And they were like, oh. I mean, I think what you have to realize is a really great Godzilla movie is mostly, like, okay, most Godzilla movies are mostly not about Godzilla. Mm-hmm. So a really good one means you have, like, 70% of a film that doesn't have Godzilla in it, so you just have whatever the human drama is. Yeah. So it's 70%. Just a human drama about people living life after World War II in Japan. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't blame you at all. Now, here's the question. Was this question asked, and I know it was about movies and not TV, but was it asked before or after you watched the Monarch conclusion? I'm not considering tearing up. Okay. Actually crying. No. Because you got I, close. I did think about that, but <laughs> as as more of like the movie that I was more emotionally moved by. Yeah. Definitely, because you know what? I did think about Klaus. Yeah, but I've which seen we watched Klaus in like December four times. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going off the like the latest movie that I would say like moved me the most. Sure. So which just raises an interesting question of: Is there anything in the Rebels and Robots interest area that does make you cry? Do any Star Wars movies or shows? Cameron, the music gets good. When you cry. <laughs> oh, um. Jedi Knight. Which is the episode of <laughs> the episode Rebels where Kanan, Kanan dies. dies. Uh, devastating. <laughs> um, I feel like I probably get emotional at the end of Rogue One. Interesting. Yeah. Um, that music swells so good. That track is called Your Father Would Be Your Proud Father of Would you. Be Proud of You. So good. Yeah. Anyways, that's such a good track. Well, actually... Um, Let's 
Sorry, I almost actually I'm actually you because <laughs> the last track of the movie is called Hope. Um, but yes, no that that, that track yes, at yes, that, that scene. Track, it's not the last scene in the, the movie. Destruction of. Uh, yeah, Almost I can't said Skarsgård. <laughs> Scarif. <laughs> Scarif. That's what it. Destruction of Scarif was um, really good. Um, Andor didn't move me to tears mm-hmm. during the eulogy, but emotionally just like swelled. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, because uh-huh. I wasn't like crying. I was like, "Kill the Empire!" Energy. <laughs> um. Oh man, see now that you've asked me, um. The ending of like uh <laughs> snap my fingers on my table. Um the ending of Return of the Jedi always kind of gives me like happy mm-hmm. happy sure, days, sure. little happy tears. Especially once they replaced Yub Nub. <laughs> um See, I love Yub Nub personally. No. <laughs> That's gonna be the thing to tear this podcast apart. <laughs> um for Star Wars, I do cry in King of the Monsters, so I probably will be At crying. what point? Spoilers <laughs> for King of the Monsters, like four weeks in advance. When uh, Dr. Serizawa... Oh, okay. Yeah, that's all you have to say. That's all you have to say. I am... I, I crying during Fair that enough. scene. <laughs> that um, is an excellent scene. Oh, it's just so good. I cry at the end of School Island. When the he goes, the guy scene. goes home. Uh-huh. Yeah, that I, I. You know that was shot later. Really? I read that recently. Uh, well, we can talk about it whenever we actually talk about the movie. But that was added well, way so later. So when we watch them, I will be crying. Yeah, th- I mean, these are all really good examples. I don't. I, I have don't... to be in a very particular mood in a very particular setting. I, I, I'm not like above crying. Like I like, I like it when art moves me to tears, but it's very rare for me. I don't, that's not how I respond. I don't, I don't think, I mean, definitely none of the Transformers films. I'm not, I'm, I'm laughing at your response because mine is, I just got to exist in the same yeah, room. Uh, it's plain. Um, um I, I think it's only happened a very small handful of times that movies have actually oh, gotten me oh, teary eyed. Which, which Kung Fu Panda movies have I cried in? <laughs> Um, I don't think I cried in the first one. Oh, I forgot. I, I, animation, that's the most likely area to get me. I, in a Toy Story 4. Um, Kung Fu Panda 2, end of Kung Fu Panda 2. I do cry in Kung Fu Panda 3. Um, <laughs> end of The Lion King. Fair. I mean, that's your See, favorite movie, period. Uh, probably, yeah. yeah. So it's not when Mufasa dies. It's when Simba comes home and yeah. rolls oh, yeah. I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> The king has returned. I also cried during Spirit. Sure. And the Polar Express. <laughs> like you could, we could make a video. It's like Cameron's list is like three, and then Allison's list just keeps Who's going. List? Rachel's list. Allison's list would be very long too. But um, what uh, Fox and the Hound? Really? Yeah. Was All, she, was my she, only memory of that movie is it's boring as heck. <gasps> But get out of my house. I'm going to use that to transition here. If I'm correct, which I'm going to double it's check. During, it's during the song when she leaves uh, Copper in the in the woods. That's like really, that's like the first scene of the movie. Isn't no, it? it's not. It's halfway through. Oh, is it? Okay. I, don't, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. <laughs> because because I own a fluffy animal. Well, I'm going to use that to transition. This is going to, I'm a killer transition, actually. Do you know who the voice of Copper is? 
Are you looking it up? No, I was unlocking <laughs> okay. my phone. It's Kurt Russell. No. Who is the no. shining You're star? Me. Not at all. He worked with Disney a ton when he was a kid. You know, his he was the last thing Disney himself wrote before he died. When they found him dead at his desk, he had the name Kurt Russell written down. You're, he was like, no, you I are am pulling my no, leg. No, I am you not. Are, you it sounds ridiculous. Right it is totally true. It is 100% true. He well, was like, it's, a, it's a good thing that was like a, I want him to continue carrying this on instead of Kurt Russell killed me. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. It was like, Kurt Russell put my head in the cryogenic freezer. <laughs> um, so Kurt Russell is the shining star of today's subject of Monarch. Uh, the absolute best part of the show by far. And so that transitions us nicely into discussing this final episode. Uh, episode 10 of this Way too long season. So this cool. Would you like to know my immediate thought that I wrote down that we don't have to delve into right now, but we can talk about at the end? Sure. Do, I wrote down. We pressed play. Do you think any of these characters survive the events, the events of the future movies? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I find it very difficult to think that this show will have any impact upcoming. I. I was really hoping we're, we're not going to, I mean, I don't think there's a spoiler to say this show does not end with something that seems like it affects the movies. Um, this would have been phenomenal if it had come out before Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, like that would, this would have been yeah. the, the way this show does end up ending. That would have been a great, oh, that really would have cool. made a, and then had what would have been ideal situation. This show comes out before Godzilla versus Kong. And then these characters are in Godzilla versus Kong. Then maybe Godzilla vs. Kong has a little juice because we already know the yeah. characters. And yeah, I would have taken that over some certain returning characters. Absolutely. 100%. Like, I would rather deal with a character I already know. It would have been better, for sure. But they're not really big stars. Nonetheless, famous catchphrase on this podcast, uh, Beyond Logic is the name of this season finale. Um, and it's mostly just... Um, it's flipping back between the hollow earth and above earth. Yeah. I don't know. The hollow, the hollow earth stuff rules. The, the crust. It is so good. Uh, they finally get out of the very obvious real forest mm -hmm. and then into an actual like science fiction-y fantasy looking area mm -hmm. that we had seen in a previous episode whenever... Kurt Russell's character Shaw, and uh, Shaw had gone down there before, so pretty much this the episode as far as the characters in the Hollow Earth is just a series of them revealing who they are mm -hmm. to um, Kiriko. Is that yeah. character's name? Yeah, or no, Kiko. Kiko. Um, we do get to see, um, and this is pretty early on. We do get to see Kiko and Shaw reunited. That's what had me tearing up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, it's a very touching scene. Yeah. So he is like talking to her from behind, from behind a tree, tree, so he, she can't see him. Because he's old. And she has only, from her perspective, she's only been down there for like 50 days. 50 something days. Yeah. So she has, and then You're just as he steps out. as the day I lost <laughs> you. Yeah. He steps out and he's quite a bit older. Old! Bald! But no, he's not bald. But. <laughs> so she has to be told that uh, Bill is dead. Her husband. Gosh, that and, um, that and, and he's been dead for, at the time that this would have been... Like 40 years? 
50 years? He died in the 70s. Yeah, and it's like early 20 cents. years. And she then, that then forces her, they tell her what year it is. And that she does the math and how old her son Hiroshi yeah. now is. That's when she realizes that um, May is her granddaughter. No. Kate. Uh, oh, Kate. Yeah, not May. Kate. Kate does. Right. I just. <laughs> this is, I think, probably one of the most emotionally powerful scenes. Oh, absolutely. It, it's great. I, like, I. I think the acting between Kurt Russell and oh, I don't know. I, I only know Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know him and Godzilla. That's the only actors' names I know. Um, yeah, uh, Ke- Doctor Kiko is played by uh, Mari Yamanato. Yama okay. Yamamoto. Okay, so okay, just actually, I thought really good chemistry between these two. We've never seen them in a scene together. Yeah. Um, just very emotional, and it really actually breaks your heart for Kiko, who has been gone the equivalent of barely two months, and her husband's dead. Her son yeah. has grown up without her his whole adult life and has families of his own. <laughs> yeah, and they the one like golden moment that we do not get to see is, which will hopefully be in season two, if hopefully season two happens, is them t- her learning that her son is a scumbag. scumbag. <laughs> I really want to see that scene so bad. Kiko's gonna slap the crap out of him. Honestly, all more to it. So, <laughs> uh, so um, they. I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember which exactly how the scenes flipped back and forth. That's okay. Don't um, worry about it. I'm not too so, worried about it. In the Hollow Earth side of things, they go back to Kiko's camp and. Um, Shaw notices that she has this gamma ray emitter, which is what they were using to call the kaiju through the portals. Um, and so he's like, did it still work? And she goes, yes, I've been sending signals ever since I got here. And so in the last episode, we saw one of the monarch scientists had noticed one of the portals had a consistent uh, rhythm. Mm-hmm. So which Kiko. they interpret as a signal. Yeah. And so that was Kiko's si- signal. And so then they come up with the plan of uh, basically let's move it to Shaw's old equipment and see if they can get out the way that it was, he was supposed to. Because when Shaw managed to escape, he didn't go with his ship. His ship is still there. Um, he just yes. got sucked through. So I do believe at this point it's between, – so between the hollow earth and quote-unquote reality that's happening um, – we have a lot of scenes with, uh, oh my gosh. Um, which character? Kentaro. Oh, sure. Um, Kentaro and their dad, Hiroshi. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of interactions. Um, I believe, isn't this the episode where, uh, uh, he tells him that Kate's dead. Was uh, that was last the time? end of the previous okay. episode, but they they pretty much have almost yeah. the exact same conversation again. Yeah, and uh, so, they they do converse more about it though. And so, um, so they're they're still arguing. Um, and then Tim from Monarch shows up because Tim wants to find the people in the Hollow Earth, and Monarch has pretty much just been like, "Yep, they're dead." 
Mm-hmm. There's there's no way we were going to find them. So cut your losses. Sucks to suck. Um, we'll see. So Tim leaves, and he approaches Kentaro um, and Hiroshi, and they start conniving. Uh, one thing we thought was funny was uh, uh, her, the Hiroshi was speaking to Kentaro and his mom, uh, Amiko. It looked like he was like packing up things. He's gonna go to California. Yeah, I'm guessing to his <laughs> other wife to let her know Kate was dead. Um, and so Amiko came. She gives him her wedding band, I believe. And she's like, when you when you find a new place, let Kentaro know where it is. Well, yeah, this is this is this is a great like savage review. She like he's leaving sullenly, and she walks up to him, and she's like, we were like, Kentaro needs his father. So let him know when you get. Yeah. <laughs> like it kind of seems like she might say you need to stay. She's like, let him know whenever when you, you find a new get place. somewhere. <laughs> She's like, there's no chance, and dude. We, like, we are slap done. Him, slap <laughs> him. Slap him. Um, but his office is like still in the apartment. It looked like, unless it was an identical apartment, it was really weird. It it was whatever. He had two offices because there's. I don't blame you if you've forgotten most of this show, but it was fairly big scenes earlier in the show when uh, Kate and Kentaro find his offices. And, oh, that's what there, there was a lot of clues. There's one in San Francisco and there's so, one in oh, Japan. Oh, so he followed his dad. I, I'm going to be honest, y'all. <laughs> I was a little lost by episode 10. Not, well, maybe probably because of the story, but also we actually because of the story because um, I was tired. Um, so, but... Tim says a very interesting comment when uh, he finally gets Hiroshi on his side. Cause Hiroshi's like grieving. Yeah. And he's like, you guys are being jerks for telling me my daughter's alive. You're just being awful and mean to me. You're being mean to me. <laughs> I'm the victim I'm here. The, yeah. You're being mean to me. Um, but Tim says a very interesting comment. Cause he, so he's left Monarch. And they're like, how are we going to do this without Monarch? And he says, Monarch isn't the only game in town, which I thought was a, interesting way to phrase that and so we're left on a cliffhanger and so we get back to um uh the hollow earth at this point and they are shaw and kiko are setting up the gamma ray emitter or the gamma emitter i think that's just what it's called to the um ship ball i don't know like the uh the shuttle Oh, yeah. ha. Hmm. The shuttle. The pod, the, remember? Oh, yes. Because it's at one point, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Shaw yells, get in the pod. And I said, this is how I'm going to introduce every episode of the podcast from now on. Get in the pod. Have you ever seen a shaker bottle that you put like, pr- like workout? Yeah. Like workout protein, like the one that I have over there. Um, I feel like that's the equivalent of what that pod looks like in the hollow earth. <laughs> Um, is the metal ball the metal in the ball shaker inside the shaker bottle um so as they're getting they're almost ready to get things done when suddenly they turn on the gamma emitter and guess who shows up that little dragon thing yeah the that uh we saw, i keep wanting to call it a crate dragon and that is the wrong <laughs> franchise it was from that first or second episode of monarch um back when we thought the show was going to be good um <laughs> Dang, dude. <laughs> if you like this show, more power to you. I was, um, anyways, I'm not going to linger on that. 
and so this dragon shows up and just is menacing them it the wind it causes from its wings disconnects the gamma emitter from the pod shaw has to get out and try to reconnect it um well there's something very important happens yes. in the middle there yeah i know i know okay, he's trying okay. to, he's trying to connect it and suddenly no it was it's before he has to get out that this okay, thing well, happens you should say because i don't remember what it is i mean who else could... is it before he gets out this is what causes the things start happening is yes yes but i was i was saying the dragon no he gets out before the pot before the thing happens he gets out of the pod to try to connect it because the dragon is about to eat him. Oh, suddenly, okay. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. When okay, suddenly, right. and, new, and suddenly out of nowhere with no warning. And suddenly a new player has entered the chat. Well, not a new player. Just uh, the player. Uh, the player has entered the chat and we see, this is actually very interesting how we see the portals work. <laughs> the hollow earth is very interesting because it looked like this is actually different than what we will see in godzilla versus kong but it's almost like this elevator <laughs> comes down <laughs> i don't know how to describe it well I'm here it's I've like got, a crystal elevator that I've, just i've got it on my laptop let's just take a look it, it has lo- been a week since like- we watched this it Which, looks like a crystal elevator. Oh, I don't mean to turn on the audio. Um, Copyright. I'm, it, it'll take me just another second. Give me a second here. See, he's out of the pod. No, none of them are in the pod yet. I know what I'm about. Everyone get in the pod. No, so the pod. I lost at that moment. It was so funny. See, look. Oh, I'm also reminded now of the inside of the pod is four chairs that are all facing away from each <laughs> other. Swivel? And whenever they need to look out the window whenever uh shawnee's look at the window all four of them have to rotate which uh-huh. i found very very funny so we see something coming in i'm trying to 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 bring up the moment that it uh the the portal comes down because i think elevator is not a bad it analogy looks like an the fact that it just like comes shooting down from the sky it's yeah it's probably most similar not real world, but like the, uh, the st- what is it called in the Thor movies? The uh, the Rainbow Bridge, the uh... <laughs> Rainbow Road. No. Um... <laughs> oh dang it! What do they call that? The I can't remember. It's not Road to Valhalla. Uh... The thing that they trans, they uh, or it looks like the beam me up, Scotty, in a way on Star Trek. Oh yeah, a little bit. Huh. I, I'm sorry. I'm having trouble finding it. You can keep. Talking. Anyways, <laughs> so long story short, this uh dragon, this little dragon is menacing Russell Shaw. Russell <laughs> What oh God. uh Lee Shaw, Kurt Russell. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he arrives. The big man, the G Man, Godzilla himself has arrived in the hollow earth. Beckons to the call of <laughs> the gamma. Here's Godzilla coming out. Look at it, he's floating down. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not wrong. So I'm gonna put some whimsical music to that. <laughs> oh! God, it looks so good. Like it is legitimately movie quality. It like just... not just Godzilla. So now we have like this whole environment of the yeah. uh the hollow earth world. Mr. Oh, G-Man oh. himself. It, I just continue to really love this Godzilla design. He so just because Godzilla can look very silly. He's beefy. And this is just such a... This this design gives him so much personality, and he's legitimately scary. We, but also kind of heroic at the same time. We talked a couple weeks ago, because I have the concept art book for the 2014. Yeah, We can yeah. pull that out again. 
when we watch it. Um, and he went through a lot of renditions and just that final design that we end up with for Legendary, so good. So Godzilla starts going to town on this dragon. Well, and it, it fights back, though. I forgot about this. It does. It's this, actually pretty decently sized. Uh, there's this part here where it, like, spits a bunch of stuff on him. Yeah. Uh, I don't, like... <laughs> oh, and then that's when Godzilla, like, lays down the, the atomic... <laughs> The breath hurt. on him he's like all right i'm not playing anymore but this is a phenomenal fight it and is oh, just... and it ends with him ripping the wing off of the the dragon and throwing for... his body into the portal yeah don't don't forget he spins him around for a little bit <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> he grabs it's, his wings we really and get, spins him around. i think one of the best things about the classic like uh man in a suit uh, kaiju movies is it looks like they're wrestling mm -hmm. and this gets to that energy yeah for sure one thing i also think is very funny is that um this godzilla is an just has a very interesting um mentality of like it's just like he won't immediate attack he won't immediately attack mm -hmm. he just like stares him down and then the other thing attacks and he's like it's personal <laughs> now <laughs> So then um, the portal is pretty much sucking everything in. And so it starts sucking in the pod. Um, and so Lee Shaw is still outside. Yes. Old man Shaw is still outside. And in something that, and in the whole two minutes yeah, that Godzilla uh -huh. and the dragon were fighting, Shaw could have gotten in the pod. Yes, he could have. So um, the dragon is dead or dismembered. His wing and his body probably ended up in two different places. <laughs> and Godzilla goes, bah. or no, he doesn't actually. The portal has opened, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, and with the throwing of the dragon, and it starts picking up the pod, and Shaw is almost in, and he's hanging on. Kiko is holding his hands. They're trying to pull him in. There was actually kind of funny scene where May and Caitlin are holding onto her. Legs. Yeah, pretty much what it is is Kiko like has to climb out to grab Shaw's hand, and they're all it's all dramatic. He's she's like grabbing his hand, and he's barely hanging on, and then it cuts to the inside of the pod, and May and Kate are holding <laughs> her legs, and it is a very unintentionally funny cut and for then sure. In a cheap decision, if you ask me. <sighs> Cheap as in literally, I don't think they can continue to afford him. <laughs> Shaw goes, I'm not making it out of here, or whatever. I don't know, some her some yeah. last comment um, makes Kiko let go of his hand. And so the pod goes through um, the portal. Uh, and yeah, the, the last thing he says is thank you for everything. Oh, yeah. and, and then, then he forces her to let go. And the following happens to Lee Shaw. He is eviscerated by um, <laughs> the portal and going through alone he is well he he drops down to the ground before they get to the portal he falls to his death yeah yeah um becomes buddies with godzilla and actually one oh, thing i man. thought was the dream dude if he just like showed up in godzilla x kong just on god riding godzilla hey you know what movie of the year we've seen in the trailer for godzilla x kong that there is a society down there yeah he what kurt russell's just gonna show Dude, if up they again. pull if they pull a kong school island uh the uh I'm trying to remember the actor's name john c Riley, who was the guy who lived on the island if they did the exact same thing but with kurt russell's character ah uh, you know i would make been this show it. relevant to the movie is what yes. i'm saying i would and 
Love that. And actually, so this is another unintentionally funny thing, but we see Godzilla turns around to go back home because he's like, business done. And the pod like flies past his face and Godzilla just like, like looks at it. Like how when you see a fly walk past, it was just, I thought it was unintentional. I didn't catch that. I'm watching it right now, but I have not seen that. Live on the pod. Live on the pod. I'm, I'm, I, this is them flying. They're spinning, actually. <laughs> those things exclusive? Oh, there he is. Okay, yeah, you're, no, you're right. He's like, what in tarnation? <laughs> when someone passes you on the highway going like 40 miles above the speed limit, and you're like, huh? <laughs> oh. And oh. then they fly through the portal, and it's very Doctor Who-esque. <laughs> uh-huh. And then they show back up. Not in a random place. This is probably one of the most inexplicable things in this episode. This is, looks like a landing zone. Yeah, they land at what we will learn in a moment is an actual monarch site. Like they, there's like floodlights. I'm guessing there's asphalt. I'm so what we learn in another few minutes is it's been two years. Is that correct? It has been two. It's 2017. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing in those two years they figured out. Oh, Wait, no, no, it's, no, not it's not monarch. monarch. Yes, it's not monarch. It's, it's apex. Well, I spoiled it. <laughs> we already would have known that. Spoiled. There's only one when uh, what is his name? Tim. Tim. When Tim said, "There's you're not the only game in town." There's only one other company. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? I was like, "Who's he talking about?" Because I forgot yeah, uh-huh. about them. So they arrive. They get out. They're quickly rushed by people with hazmat suits. Probably in what should have been decontamination, because who knows what they're bringing back with them. But then we see Kentaro, who looks taller. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think he's I just think he tall. Looks taller. <laughs> um, they've all made it out except for Russell Shaw. So we see Kentaro, and he's hugging. He's in a really good mood. He's very happy. Like he's he. he it's like he expected this, which I thought was interesting. Um, and then, <laughs> for God. <laughs> You know, it's not necessarily inherently that funny, but it, the camera, so you, uh, Kentaro hugs May, May and ha- hugs Kate, and then the camera pans over from Kentaro to uh, Hiroshi, and he's standing with his like, shoulders he's standing up and like forward, a toddler. and his sleeves are a little too long, and he looks like a kid who's shy. He does. He looks like a little <laughs> kid that's just like... <laughs> and so he hugs... And it's, uh, Kate. It's, this is actually a very I think this is a very sweet moment. And so I that was Even though he's a, human trash man. And then he and then this this is the other part that kind of made me tear. This is even though again he's a human trash man, this is still a very sweet reunion Between, uh with Hiroshi and his mother. And she's younger than him at this point. Pretty much, yeah. I hope he doesn't hopefully he like recognizes her as his mom and isn't like hmm eligible and i think we said somewhere in this time and he just says mama uh, that's heartbreaking uh, cameron i might cry again <laughs> <laughs> the, I, we, we mentioned so... th- somewhere in here this is especially sad for her oh and she says you got, got so, big. so big uh this is especially sad for her because we said the one person that she knew before she went down is now dead Mm-hmm. That was alive, oh, yeah. uh, Shaw, and her son is a Ugh. scumbag. So she really doesn't have. I mean, I guess she's lucky to have Kate and Kentaro. Maybe, maybe he has two wives because he has mommy issues. 
She's gonna bond better better with uh, Hiroshi's two wives than uh, yeah. than him. Can you imagine your mother in law showing up and she's uh, younger than you? <laughs> no. <laughs> and honestly, it's just it's such. This is probably one of the very few times in the whole show that uh, the very slow pacing really pays off. And she just wipes his tears away, just very mom. And I just, and yeah, and then she introduces, yeah. and I, you know, it's Kate says our grandmother, which this, and she and she claims Kentaro is. Her oh, brother. I didn't even I didn't even realize what a nice like end of her, of the character arc that is. Yeah, from where they were at the beginning of the season to the end, like this, she just like this is my brother. She doesn't even like qualify it though. This is it's my too complicated brother. Yeah, it's too complicated. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't want to do that to my grandma either. We can yeah. sit through family therapy at a different time, and then we see whose name I don't remember. May's. Um, I think I have it written down. May's I... old boss. Uh, I don't have it written um, down. I don't care though. Yeah, from pretty much the the, the head of Apex and with Tim, and this is where mm-hmm. it's revealed that this is not Monarch. <laughs> Her name's Brenda. That this is Apex. Someone had to pay for all this. Someone had to pay for all this, and then we get um we get a reveal of of where it is, which is actually wow that actually got me pretty hyped. Um. Yeah, and that's when Kentaro says a lot has changed in the last two years. That's our reveal mm-hmm. that it's been two years. Oh yes, that they've been in the Hollow Earth. It's only been like a couple hours or a day for them. Mm-hmm. And then we hear alarms so, go yeah, off. Yeah, so everyone is is rushing in into this hangar area. Um, super, conf- you know, they're very confused. That would be really. Yeah, they have hard. no idea where they are on yeah. Earth. There's so many new iPhones out now. <laughs> um, so they're they're. Seeking shelter, then you see Apex Skull, Skull Island, Island Research, Research Station. Station. Uh, and if you know what Skull Island means, then this next reveal won't be too much of a surprise. But uh, is the man old... the other man? Yeah, Kong comes out of the forest and beats his chest and yells and looks amazing. Ah! And then it ends. Yeah. So. Not much of a tease story wise, but like it's just it's fun to see Kong. Um, and we know from the movies that uh, Apex is on Skull Island and they've like pretty much quarantined it so mm-hmm. they can research on the monsters there. And at some point, a young girl will develop a relationship, mm-hmm. like a friendship with with Kong and be able to communicate with to, with him via sign language um and so it would you would hope season two if it ever happens will maybe explore apex's relationship with with calm mm-hmm. and or man what it yeah it was apex i guess we don't see a whole lot of we we don't see a whole lot of monarch in kong versus godzilla because it's no. millie bobby brown's dad is in charge of it <laughs> Yeah, so um, I have no idea what season two is going to be about. Um, if we get one, yeah, yeah, what the what it would be supposed to be about. Um, Ooh, actually, hold on. We, if they don't introduce and build up Doctor Sarasawa's son, Doctor Sarasawa's yeah. son mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. Godzilla versus Kong wasted opportunity absolutely yeah. wasted opportunity yeah i agree um obviously i think one of the most ob- 
like obvious story points they could hit would be uh dr kiko um returning to modern life and being pissed at what monarch has there's become. so many iphones for her yeah. to take a look at um so that would be interesting is her having to figure out what her new life looks mm-hmm. like she probably would have liked dr dr Serizawa. yeah mr let them fight <laughs> um and godzilla versus kong came out in 2019 2019 is king of the Monsters. sorry i meant that's what i meant to say yeah um, so if that if that takes place at the time it was released, then that's still two years. Twenty seventeen is two years before that. Um, so uh, Serizawa is still alive. Then, um, any chance you think that Bill Randa is still alive somehow on Skull Island? No, <laughs> he is dead. Um, but overall, this episode itself, a lot of fun. Uh, actual good emotional character beats. <laughs> Like I, I had a comment. Wow, they made a good episode. Yeah, um, as slow and meandering as this season was, it actually a lot of it did pay off, especially with the core characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there wasn't necessarily a build up to what Godzilla himself did in this final episode, but yeah. it was an incredible Godzilla fight. I'm gonna be honest. So when we in some of the in the past episode, when we see the accident with Shaw. Mm-hmm. There is a, we don't get to see what Titan came out. Uh-huh. I wondered, there is a party because we see it kind of grainy. I was like, is that supposed to be Godzilla? Uh-huh. That would have been really interesting. Godzilla just shows up in the middle of Kansas. Can you imagine? In your backyard. Anyways. Um, I guess what I'm thinking about right now is like the point of this show. And it's a little muddled. Mm-hmm. Um. Ultimately, it's about this core group of characters who are caught in the middle between all of this. There but has like, to be something bigger for them. Like, the monster element ultimately kind of feels frivolous. Like, if you took the monsters out, the show wouldn't really change because the monsters are kind of happening around them. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole purpose of Monarch is they exist to try to prevent monster attacks. But we don't... There's no development... This is kind of almost the issue with the show taking place between movies is we know there's not a monster yeah. attack that occurs and they're not preventing a monster attack and that there's no imminent threat and there's no like I, I don't even know like I, my mind immediately goes to something more like the Marvel Universe where like the whole plot around you know Captain America Civil War was how do we you know, that's the whole point of the Avengers. The Avengers exist to prevent threats, and they ultimately almost always end up creating the threats. Um, but so that's not necessarily like, a great example. But I don't like. I guess I don't know what would make the show better. But it it doesn't feel like the monster stuff is connected in any serious way. Like the the past stuff was the closest. The closest that we had was the stuff in the past where they were trying to find monsters, mm-hmm. but they never really did. Like, that was potentially, like, you know, kind of a silly example, but, like, one of the best elements of the How to Train Your Dragon movies is them learning about the dragons. Can, can I admit something? What's up? I've never seen those movies all the way through. Oh, interesting. I think you would like them. Well, he learns about the dragons, and he... I read the, I read the book. He learns about their personalities, but he also learns about their weaknesses and stuff, and, like... I'm sure there are plenty of other examples of like creature slash monster hunting. This show never got to that point. I, it, <laughs> I've never seen that one. The Netflix. Talking about. Or Troll Hunter. 
So there's what's the found footage one? Troll. It's just called oh. Troll, I think. It was a troll hunter. Anyways, well the moment has gone, <laughs> so let's continue. Troll. Um. So. I I just like I think they missed a beat with the the bit in the past they should have like discovered more monsters and like studied more monsters Mm -hmm. then there could have been a conflict in the present of like where is that information who is using it why are they using it and you have a little bit more of a i think an obvious thing you can do here is are do we destroy the monsters do we try to like keep them in captivity do we like what should we be doing in our relationship to the monsters that but none of this is explored at all in the show it just doesn't really feel like they figured out a way to make the show actually about monsters mm-hmm. when that is the hook and i don't do you what do you think about all this um just a couple thoughts from immediately after the episode before i get into all of my final thoughts shaw could have made it <laughs> he hadn't waited so long maybe his hip gave out don't know he's kind of old um okay just throw that out there um this is kind of more like lore just comments i didn't have very or- well organized kiko will be able to watch that last video bill made the one he threw in the ocean yeah because mm-hmm. she has it i was kind of like, oh um may's connection to apex is really interesting and i'm very interested to see because king of the monsters does not mention apex at all we don't know about apex until godzilla versus kong mm-hmm. that i know mm-hmm. of and so they have five years before that appearance so there's a lot for them to do i'm guessing they're just kidnapping skull crawlers and feeding them to mechagodzilla <laughs> prototypes i'm guessing that's what that is but um the connection to bringing apex in was really cool oh my gosh you could have cut it in half this it show absolutely so no just like that's specifically in general. We had May acting all cool and mysterious for <laughs> six episodes before it came to culmination. And it I didn't just, really mean anything ultimately. It, corporate sabotage. And yeah, yeah, there there were no consequences, I guess. Not really. Um, unless they just like execute her on the spot when, when they're behind <laughs> a corner. I don't know. Um, so this actually answered some thoughts because last... Well... Okay. Thoughts. The government knew of the existence of the Hollow Earth mm-hmm. monarch before it fell apart and Bill was just like two, one guy of monarch, you know, when we see him in Skull Island. So I would like to know if I remember correctly and if I'm wrong. I guess I'll admit it. When we watch King of the Monsters, the Hollow Earth tunnels were a surprise to Monarch. Uh, yeah, probably. Because when they remember. are following Mothra to go find Godzilla where he's taking a nap, like an almost dirt nap after the oxygen destroyer. Hi, Athena. Um, that's my own Hollow Earth kaiju right there. Um... <laughs> I just, I don't, I want to know how that information, granted, it. Sorry, I thought my audio was off. <laughs> it, it would make sense that the government would go, hey, you know, maybe we shouldn't tell people that there are holes in the ground that go to a new earth. Maybe we should keep that top secret. Okay. But Monarch didn't even know about that. So I'm almost curious how that information got tampered down. I guess maybe 
it was chalked up to ah bill randa <laughs> oh crazy man he's spouting off things about tunnels in the earth but even then hiroshi who is a part of monarch watched shaw come back so i just want to know where is that disconnect in the 30 or something years like because they are monitoring those tunnels in the monarch show after 2014 they're monitoring it but i could have sworn when we watched um king of the monsters when they go into the tunnels they're surprised and they're like, oh, yeah, it's, so it's actually confirmed. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I haven't seen it in a long time. I I just, would not expect too much from the continuity I of am, this series. I am, Cameron. I, I would not. So I guess, like, so I'm just curious how they only, they didn't know essentially four years later. So, yeah, you know, I um, I think the if you want a logical explanation, I would say that the higher-ups are trying to keep it close to their chest until they know things for sure and... Till season two is greenlit, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but then my other thing is, so this does answer my question because when these guys went through, I was super confused. I'm like, how the heck did Apex know? Well, they found out. This That answers that. Which, if I remember correctly from Godzilla versus Kong, and I might have talked about this last episode, I think they did a lot of tests for the Hollow Earth and they could never get through because of the gravitational force. Now, if this show confirms that the way to get into the Hollow Earth is by following a kaiju or something, I don't mind that plot point. Because my thought was, how in the world did they get through in their ship in King of the Monsters? If they, but if they fall, had to follow Kong to do it, that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I was like, that would also make sense as to why apex is like hey can you bring your giant monkey to antarctica <laughs> thanks so <sighs> does uh i'm not really this is not necessarily relevant to this show but to the reveal at the beginning of godzilla versus kong that they have skull island quarantined off does that explain why God uh, Kong is not at the end of King of Monsters? Uh, yeah, I think so. So there's some comics and I believe a novelization set in between, actually after King of the Monsters, because I, mm, I'll, I'll talk about this in Kong versus Godzilla, but so the Iwi tribe uh -huh. died. Yeah. And so the reason... There's that big storm mm -hmm. over uh, Skull Island. Skull Island. It is residual from King Ghidorah's storm over, oh. uh, I think, DC. It traveled the whole time as like a Category 5 hurricane. Crazy. And, and, uh, or somewhere. And it traveled and it settled on Skull Island, which is their reasoning <clears throat> excuse for killing the Iwi tribe. And um, except for the one girl. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. but along with that, the, uh, darkness of the storm also allowed another, um, kaiju whose name has escaped me. Um, big old bat thing. It's not Batra. <laughs> um, it's got a different name and I'll look it up more when we get to it. Um, that also didn't help things, but so that is, um, oh, actually, so there's part of that, but the storm wouldn't have been there, um, during King Ghidorah's call. I think it's actually canonized that Kong just ignored him. 
Oh, interesting. I okay. think I think it is canonized that Kong heard and went. No, I'll have to double check. Read my novels, but. Well, overall, a pretty decent show with it a, was... a, a, a like an okay show with some very small bright spots and a strong it. final episode. We watched it. And um, the show's way too long. I think 10 episodes, you really have to have a strong narrative. The show does not. Um, I would have gladly accepted slightly or s- somewhat worse visual effects for more frequent monster action. That final sequence does look incredible, though, but it also, that final sequence doesn't really necessarily have any narrative purpose. It's visually great. See, I think... I'm really shocked they didn't just make it like your typical monster of the week show. That, I know. that enough, I think, would have been enough. I would have watched an entire show set in the past of them just finding new kaiju. I I feel like that's such a basic television show element, and could have been tended up in here. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think you have to have a super strong narrative. The show was trying to have a strong narrative, like it was trying to tell a story. So I think there needs to be a little bit, like I think it even could have been like. You know, you're trying to. They, if they were trying to make it, because it, it is, it is right there. It's like one step over. They were trying to create a device that could call monsters, and it, it could have been a subplot that they were trying to make it so that they could call a specific monster. Like so, if they Godzilla. had, if they had, if Kiko had in those like sixty days or fifty days in Hollow Earth had figured that out and but like hadn't tested yet and it was like a desperate call and they actually were they actually called godzilla on purpose at the end Mm -hmm. even that alone would have made that final battle a little more something it does feel like a precursor to the orca from king of the monsters Mm -hmm. where they uh can't remember her name millie bobby brown's mom yeah the scientist um created that the big old laptop briefcase uh-huh. Thing that had all the calls of the kaiju in it, and she was trying to mix it to find that the alpha mix. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know, mm-hmm. and it it's what caught the attention of the other kaiju. Um, well, like yeah. it caught Godzilla, it caught Ghidorah, things like that. Yeah, so um, we'll watch the season two if they make <laughs> it. Um, it does make me excited to watch the other movies that already have come out, if this, especially Skull Island. If this ends up building up a lot to Godzilla versus Kong. I think I switch every time on Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> uh-huh. If it builds it up, I might not hate that movie as much. Sure, sure. It's it, Maybe it'll do the Clone Wars treatment for the prequels. <laughs> All right. Well, that uh, leads us into the final segment hey, of the show. we did watch one more thing tonight. We don't have to talk about it, but I just I don't have to, any real I just comments. thought it's important to acknowledge that Cameron allowed us to watch <laughs> another episode of G1. Um, it's a famous episode. It was actually the only single episode that I knew about going into, uh, Transformers before we started watching. I've been waiting for this one to pop up pretty much broadly speaking this episode, the, uh, Transformers find a pond or a lake of gold. What do they call it? Electrum. Electrum is the material and the Transformers, if they bathe in it, they come out totally gold and invincible. All the Decepticons do it. And then the Autobots trick them into attacking the Autobot base, and then they're gone. The Autobots are gone, and they dip themselves. But then by the time the Decepticons attack them at the lake, their their gold wears off, which allows the Autobots to win the day, but not before the Decepticons destroy the lake. And everyone is celebrating, but there was the first Autobot who had discovered it. 
he became friends with the animals there very briefly, and it cuts to him sitting amongst the wreckage, and he just says... Amongst the triumphant music, too. Yes, and he's, what does he say? We won. Yeah, very sadly. But we won. Yeah, very very uh, Eeyore-esque. Oh so that's the gosh. famous ending of this episode, is the uh, somewhat environmental message that's... <laughs> I think that's an interesting concept for yeah. an episode, but the episode is like almost all fighting, and I think you could have done a little bit more. There is like one... Kind of sequence. Hard, but they all have a carbon footprint of some form. <laughs> yeah, there is one sequence where they show the animals scared, but I just don't think that they really. It's like ten percent. I'd be scared message. of giant robots too. So what I'm saying is they should have worked the animals more into it. Like imagine, I mean they. Would, I don't think they would have ever done this. It would have been too heartbreaking. But imagine if the entire episode imagine was the Autobots stepped on a deer. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Uh, if they had spent the whole episode like saving the animals and then they still end up destroying their home at the end. It's just, it's an interesting concept for an episode, but ultimately not. I would also like to make a note on that comic that we saw for the beginning Skybound where Optus Prime steps on a deer. First of all, make sure you speak into the mic. Have you, so I want to make a comment on the Skybound uh, comic that I had Cameron read where Optus Prime steps on a deer, like two feet into being on earth. One thing, have you ever looked at a deer wrong? They run. <laughs> Two. Hypothetically, I feel like if Optimus Prime stepped on a deer, his foot would encapsulate the whole deer, and there wouldn't be like two halves on each side of his foot, because that gives like a weird impression of a very long deer. Anyways. All right. Me minute, but it's longer than a minute. I have a video. Uh, so do I. Go, go ahead and show yours. This is from Rise of Skywalker. What could you give me? Cheese. <laughs> very good. Very good. Um, so I have this video. Uh, it's a video of Andrew Garfield um, on a talk show. And I just have it listed. Uh, Rachel, anytime Andor comes up. <laughs> I love talking about it, by the way. So if I cry, it's only like... Mm. <laughs> Hey now, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> hey, I didn't choose to attack like that tonight. Oh. I can't believe that. I can't believe the conversation we had earlier of how much I cry at movies. Uh-huh. Mm. Um, so I think I cut that out. So this this video, I'm gonna have a little context for. So good friend of mine, no I've mentioned on the pod before, Bailey, who's a big Star Bailey. Wars and Transformers and Godzilla fan. Um, he's, he's really, he does really good social media content. And so he made a really good video. So here's the song that he is making a joke about. It's the Dua Lipa song, Houdini. So here's the main line. It didn't, I had it. This link is supposed to take it to a specific time in the time code. I'm sorry. Here's the link. Silence. It didn't go to the right spot in the video. I think this is. So that's the that's the actual song, and um, I'm just scrolling through Instagram, and here's the video that Bailey made. I had never heard the song before. It been, honestly, so much funnier if the caption hadn't been Utini. Oh, is it in the caption? It is. Oh yeah. 
Uh, anyways, you can find him as the movie daddy on TikTok and, and Instagram. Um, yeah, so I, I like that though. That's good. That's good. Uh, any other videos? Nope. All right. What? How many memes you got? I don't count anymore. <laughs> I'm you just, it's in general. You just don't know how to count anymore. It's not relevant for your job, so you just don't do it. How many do you have? Twelve. Thirteen. Oh, perfect. Okay, give me your first one. Uh, so this is actually just kind of more of like a Reddit post and screenshot. It's actually TikTok. And it's that scene of Ray looking over the destroyed Death Star over the ocean. And mm-hmm. it's captioned. Let's talk about the fact that Ray has to be mentally running the numbers on Death Star scrap here. Yeah. I've, she's uh, looking yeah. over it. <laughs> Ray, we're going to be criffing loaded. Poe, Finn. What? And the, it's just, it's very funny. It's just the idea of uh-huh. her going, mm, that's a lot of so many what is it so many portions (laughs) so many portions um uh this one it says uh when you forget to spell check your meme before uploading and it's got anakin from episode one saying to padme are you an angle and she says what and her head's at a 90 degree angle but i just see that image i think (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) uh okay what else you got uh, screenshot from the new the new trailer of that of Godzilla and Kong running next to each other. We are going to beat you to death. <laughs> is, is there a reference there? I'm not getting, or is it That's just it. That's it. That's it. Karen. Very blunt. <laughs> That's a good reaction image, I think. This one is just a post that says, "I figured out." You can make Star Wars character sounding names by switching the first two sounds of two word food items. Weef Bellington, Villy Cord, a like, oh, kill like kill, like Chili Verde, but Killy Villy Carde, Seacan Pandies, Dot Hog, <laughs> Tench Frost, <laughs> Pabinero Hepper. <laughs> don't like that one <laughs> what else you got it's captioned why do you kill people um this is a picture of sentinel prime and like a very z- zoomed out like very long very thick text the picture of megatron underneath it instead of text idk so like the, <laughs> the why do you kill people very long reason i then compared nice. to idk um so this is relevant for two different reasons. So it's a photo of Coleman Domingo, who was the uh, voice of, oh, dang it, I'm going to forget his name. The big, big round uh, planet-eating boy in Transformers. Unicron? Unicron, thank oh you. Uh, he's the voice of Unicron in Rise of the Beasts. And someone tweeted the photo of him, and it says, best dressed tonight. And someone retweeted that saying, this man is about to betray Han Solo to Darth Vader on Cloud City. Oh, my God. <laughs> His clothes are very... Oh, bright uh, yellow flamboyant. I yeah, love it. Very, the very... The leopard uh, coat. Mm. Uh, Lando. Um, There's a picture of, the, uh, of uh, the, the stairs to heaven. It's just captioned, join us. And... Oh, is it all? Stairs is Dark Disciple. (laughs) At the top of heaven is uh, Kanan, the last Padawan, the Ahsoka novel, (laughs) Star Wars Dooku Lost, or Dooku Jedi Lost, 
which is also apparently another book about Ventress, and then Star Wars Aftermath. So this is all the stuff <laughs> that... All the decanonized books. <laughs> apparently it's not going to be decanonized. Is it specifically but... Filoni? Because someone posted a meme of like Filoni, uh, me after Filoni decanonized another book. Like, he can't keep getting he away with this. He can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> yeah. Rarest things in Star Wars. Kybro crystals, Force dyad, crate dragon pearl, Filoni without a hat. <laughs> oh, ah, he's naked. Bald, bald, bald. So that was the whole, was that maybe the whole secret purpose of showing uh, Ahsoka without her head ah, thing in, in Ahsoka was that he's trying to normalize people who are known for their hats Ooh. without them? <laughs> what else you got? Uh, this is a text conversation. Uh, it's purple. Bruh, glad I never did that, though. I did cancel a, da- a date once to watch Star Wars Rebels. <laughs> the response, wow, the purple. Have you ever watched Rebels? <laughs> and then the response, no, but I wouldn't cancel a date over a show. The media response, see, you've never watched Rebels before. <laughs> <laughs> That's very you. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> so this is kind of similar to the, the previous meme you showed me about the Decepticons and their motivations. This is a poor drawing of Godzilla in the shower, and his thought bubble has like atomic bombs and Mothra and like the food chain and like rocks balancing like like the balance of the universe and just like a lot of there's a lot going on, and then you've got uh, a poorly drawn monkey, which is supposed to be Kong, and it's just a girl in bananas. Oh, in his no. bubble. <laughs> what else you got? Godzilla is saying he has no reason to save humans. They are always bullying me. Rodan agrees with him. That's screenshots from one of the older movies. <laughs> are those actual subtitles from the movie? Look at it. They are always bullying me. Rodan agrees with him. <laughs> what? Is, I don't. It's funny, but I don't get what's happening. Was that like actual narration from is, the movie? It is actual narration from That's the movie. That's so good. Um, I believe it is. Uh, I can't remember. It, well, there's like 14, and I watched all of them last summer. And after the sixth one, I kind of got <laughs> brain melted rot. Um, I believe it is uh, either where they're all against. I think it's where they're uh, Rodan, Mothra, um, and Geras and Godzilla all fight against. Uh, Ghidorah and yes there is this weird zone well that's actually Rodan low-res yeah, Rodan mm-hmm. um, and there's this whole weird <laughs> low-res Rodan can't hurt you and, and then like two pixel Mothra <laughs> larva Mothra and so there's where yeah yes that's what it is uh, not Martha <laughs> Mothra is like trying to ask, Why did you say that ask, name? ask them to help where's Rachel <laughs> anyways um, and so yes there's this whole bit where it's just like captions and they're just roaring at each other. It's so funny. <laughs> um, so this is Steve from Blue's Clues. I believe this is from when he ever he returned to the show. And he said, and then look at you. He's talking into the camera. Look at all you've done and all you've accomplished. And the fourth frame just says, you flooded the internet web with Star Wars memes. <laughs> <laughs> That's us. Did you make no, that one? It couldn't be us. <laughs> Did you make that you, one? You want to double down and guess right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> Give you double to nothing no. odds. <laughs> Triple to nothing. No. Um, so this is the uh, meme format of Homer Simpson making a bowl of cereal that catches on fire. And mm-hmm. G1 Megatron is 
Homer, the cereal box is captioned the perfect plan, and there's a JPEG of Starscream on the milk carton. And so he's the cereal the perfect plan when he adds to it catches on fire. <laughs> then quit adding Starscream. <laughs> uh this has got a picture of of Palpatine from episode three saying Palpatine. do it, but do it. instead of the word do, it has a Mountain Dew bottle. Do it. But then it's got Palpatine or the Emperor from episode six, and he says, So be it. But it's got the drink oh, Soby. <laughs> those are good. Do those still exist? Do no, they still make those? I didn't think I so. Understand. That's why I, that's why I kinda like this reference. This is a dated reference. I so be a, it. I used to do a Palpatine in, like impersonation all the time in my college roommate. I hated it. She'd be like, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Go, no. <laughs> no! Like, all the time. <laughs> Uh, what else you got? Uh, <laughs> it's a picture of someone holding their pillow above their head. God, give me a reason to go to work. And it's um, like a one of those like, famous pictures of Jesus with his hands open, <laughs> hands holding up. <laughs> Your Star Wars comics aren't cheap, my child. <laughs> and he's holding a Star Wars comic in each hand. <laughs> Very good. Um... Oh, so this is a, this is a, a very nostalgic. Uh, I can hear this meme. It's a very nostalgic uh, original Battlefront reference, but it's done. So it's the scene from Avengers: Infinity War. Whenever uh, right after Thanos snaps his fingers and he sees he's talking to young oh. Gamora, and she, and Gamora says that, that's my Battlefront two impersonation. <laughs> oh, oh. The death noise. Uh, she says, "Did you do it?" And the clone trooper, "We've captured a command coast. What did it cost?" We've lost a command post. Like used, every single time you captured a command post. I was with my brother all the time, and I was the worst younger sibling. Because I got so upset because he'd kill me so well. <laughs> but that was also because I was a sniper, and he would just actually kill way more people than me and get heroes. So I see. Um, a, a blurst image. Mon Mothra. <laughs> so blurst. I feel like we've had this joke. But it, oh no, it was uh, Mothman. But it was, Have we? what was it? It was similar, but it was, was Mon Mothman. I think so. Yeah, a very similar joke, but it was Mon, Mon Mothman. Joke? No, it was Mon Mothman. That's what it was. Oh, because I drew that one. Yeah. <laughs> Alderon. Oh my gosh! Is it Alderoff? Alderoff. Space. It's just an image. <laughs> so you've got that great meme of the woman looking very confused and all the mass symbols around here but instead of the woman it's, it's, it's thrawn. thrawn rebels thrawn there's a difference so this is relevant to something we've been talking about a lot today um this is the quote from uh the the, the boss uh, mr Waternoose from monsters inc, monsters, inc. except for uh someone has photoshopped Dave Filoni's face onto his with the correct number of eyes and it says, I'll retcon a thousand novels before I let my favorite characters die. <laughs> Bizarre. He's got, it's, it's, they've made his face wider and given him five eyes. Oh no, I hate that. Oh, I wish I had invented this. It's so funny. <laughs> what else you got? In this house, we stand for the flag and kneel for the fallen. Except for it's a Decepticon, Decepticon flag, flag and it's the fallen, fallen. from Transformers 2. Oof. 
Hey, what was it? Hey. Has anyone actually got eaten by Godzilla or is it just society trying to stop me from petting Big Lizard Boy? <laughs> He's, he's peeking over the very mountain. Targeted. <laughs> very targeted. <laughs> My kidnapper is returning me after listening after listening to me talk about Transformers lore for two hours. <laughs> it's Ralphie from The Simpsons <laughs> crashing the window, but it's got a real photo of like shelves of Transformers toys. That's really funny. Uh, this is the the Drake pointing meme, and he's shying away from Captain Phasma, and he's pointing to Captain Asthma, and it's it's uh, General Grievous. <laughs> General Asthma. <laughs> All this, right, that's my final meme. My last one. Construction workers watching the Autobots demolish the whole city to kill the villain. It's just, <laughs> just a straight-on <laughs> image straight of Bayverse uh, Optimus. Horrifying. All right, so if you don't know, every week we make one of these memes. Each of us made one of these memes, and now we are going to guess which meme the other one made. Which meme? Yeah. Um, And while uh, Rachel is sending me her memes, our closing credits, as always... um, Thank you to Caleb Jacoby for our new outro, intro, but same outro music. Uh, he really killed it. So phenomenal job. Uh, props to Rachel for our excellent artwork, which, by the way, we need to add our... An- we, we decided on something to represent animation. Let's just put the Disney G on it, or the Disney <laughs> uh, D on it. No. <laughs> uh, but also thank you for re- running our, uh, I almost said Rebel account, our Twitter account, <laughs> at Rebels Robot Pod. Big props to Cameron for running our Facebook uh, give us something to read but on the pod. On reviews. <laughs> Leave us a review, but not on Amazon. Uh, tweet or DM us memes or opinions. Uh, what Star Wars and or Transformers and or Godzilla and or piece of animation makes you cry? Uh, and what was the most recent one? <laughs> uh, thumbs up if you also cried during Godzilla minus one. <laughs> Your wife really likes General Grievous. Did you make the Grievous one? Or I mean, that was like that was a hypothetical question. That was my actual guess. That was just an observation. Um, Let's see. We've got. We are going to beat you to death. <laughs> Why do you kill people? Join us. Text messages. Godzilla is saying he has no reason to save humans. The perfect plan. God, give me a reason to go to work. That has definitely been you recently. <laughs> Look. Mon Mothra. I hate driving in bad weather. Mon Mothra feels very Rachel. Uh, but also putting the drawings over, uh, the, the bath stuff over Thrawn also feels very Rachel. Hey, this um, photoshopped image of Filoni with five eyes looks better than uh, the effects in Multiverse of Madness. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, the, the specifically the third eye that he has. <laughs> Construction workers watching the Autobots demolish the whole city. That's really good. <sighs> hmm, I'm down to two. I'm guessing Mon Mothra. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Which is really funny considering I also made the other Mon yeah, Mothra. Yeah, uh-huh. that's <laughs> what, that is what cued it off for me. Um, but that is okay because I I have finally stopped a, uh, a four-week skid of lot. I went, we were tied uh, at week 16. Time. Uh, no, not for a very long time. You were ahead, 
and then I did my my brilliant uh uh two point uh bet which oh, paid yeah. off and that tied us and then you went four straight weeks uh guessing correctly and I went four straight weeks guessing incorrectly. Um so this is week twenty. I'm now eleven and ten. You've made a lot of jokes about the retconning. But did I make that meme is the question. Rachel is currently 13 and 6. For a second, I thought you were calling me like 13 years old. And I was like, <laughs> what? What are Why? these random strays? I was like, what? <laughs> you just get out of my house now. I was like, what are you doing? Like, what? What? Uh... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I uh, wanted, I meant to look up. Did you do Filoni without hat? Is that your official guess? Yeah. I did not make that oh, one. Gosh. I I actually have to remember now. Um, I made the one about uh, has anyone ever gotten eaten by Godzilla? Or are they trying to stop me oh, from petting big did? lizard boys? <laughs> it originally said something like, has anyone actually uh, gotten Dang. sick, gotten salmonella from eating uh, raw, raw cookie dough, dough or is society just trying to See, stop me from being happy? The, the watermark at the bottom threw me off. Oh, yeah, that, that was, was already that was on be it. My other guess when you were like, look at the way he's peeking over. <laughs> I was like, hmm. uh, I wanted to edit Dr. Sarazawa onto the guy, but I couldn't find a good image of like Sarazawa like, rotated, <laughs> so I just left it. <laughs> Dear Ken Watanabe, can you send a picture of yourself <laughs> from behind? Ooh, yeah, I'm sure that would go like, over super well. Like you're looking across a bridge. Thank you. Also, would you like to star on our podcast? We'll compliment you. Oh, all that night. would be brilliant. Uh, Rachel just wouldn't be able to talk the whole Ken time. Watanabe, I love you. Just not in a weird way, but you're just my favorite. How and bizarre I, would it be for him to be only interviewed about the two Godzilla movies he was in that he made like 10 years ago? What if he like hates them? Who he's knows? Like, he might. Like, my least Yeah, that's why he died. It was, he actually got what Han Solo always In the or, movie, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, that's why he died in the movie was that he hated being in them. <sighs> Which is what Harrison Ford always wanted for Han Solo ever since Empire. <laughs> Harrison Ford. God, I've seen what you've done for others. <laughs> um, I got scared for a second. I thought you were making like, a comment that no, 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 no. died. And I was like, you can't. I'm going to cry <laughs> on the podcast. I'm crying in the pod right now. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, I just recently edited together our uh, our. When we talked about this at the top of the episode, uh, our, our highlight reel from episode one. It was a ton of fun. Not episode one, year one. Um, it's it's fun. We have got a lot to talk about the next couple months um, for year two. So stick around, and uh, we're just gonna we'll be here every other week podcasting about this Unless nonsense. Unless more stuff keeps coming out. <laughs> um, uh, oh, I had a sign off, and I have to remember what it was. I didn't write it down. Dang. Um, who were the other people at the nursing home that Shaw was in? Just old people, I presume. He just populated it with old people <laughs> to keep him company. This is Cameron and Rachel signing off saying, everyone get out of the pod. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night.
Rachel, I have a surprise for you. Am I getting fired? <laughs> oh, we need to do, wait to announce. We need to do our yearly evaluations. <laughs> Athena, come here. <laughs> I tell you all the great ways you've been doing editing. <laughs>